You're listening to a Countout Podcast. going on everybody welcome back to another episode of independent waters i am your host mikey manfredi and joining me as always is zach forgotten idol batista zach how you doing my man uh, i'm doing pretty good i thought you were gonna say forbidden door for some reason i was like what is he doing right now zach forbidden door batista oh man I, i'm doing great uh forbidden door was last night mikey hasn't watched it but i did it's fucking awesome if you're a wrestling fan fucking watch it if you don't want to watch it, I can't help you. Yeah, you de- uh, I haven't I haven't watched it yet as of time of recording, but as soon as we're done, I'm probably gonna go watch it. Oh, you're in for a good fucking time. I'm oh. very ex- I'm very excited. Whew, that's a fucking show and a half, and I was I was very pleased with the show. Mm-hmm. Cannot recommend it enough. Well, we are not here to talk about Forbidden Door, of course. We are here to talk about more independent wrestling. And Zach, we've got some pretty bomb indie wrestling to talk about this week. I think. Yeah, this is a this is a good week. We had a, I don't think either you or I when we talked about this had any match that we thought was bad at all this week, and yeah. none of them were fine either, which is a surprise because there's always one fine one in the batch usually. Mm-hmm. All right, so I believe that you picked the majority of the matches this week. So I why did. don't you tell the people what you brought to the table, and then I'll let them know what I brought. Uh, all right, so uh, f- I first match I picked was Nick Wayne versus Lee Moriarty at Without a Cause Wrestling because I was on a Nick Wayne binge, and I also missed Lee Moriarty in AEW because he's been out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to go a bit more Joshi style and uh, found Maki Ito versus Miyu Yamashita at Prestige Wrestling. Nice. Two, two matches I'm very interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I brought to the table this week... Uh, Cosmo Orion versus Beast Boy from PWL Table Fiesta for the PWL World Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm super stoked about that match because that was, uh, you know, our friends at PWL always put on some some bangers. Mm-hmm. You're... All right, so why don't we just jump right on into it then, Zach, shall yeah. we? Yeah, sure. Let's start off with... Uh, Nick Wayne versus Lee Moriarty from Without a Cause Pro Wrestling. Zach, what did you think about this one? I thought this match was great. It was yeah. very, a very good mixture of styles between these two. Uh, mm-hmm. They got brownie points too because this takes place in an arcade, which I was not yeah. expecting. I was like, oh. I think uh, it's one of the more unique ones I've seen in the last, well, recently. I've seen them in, we've seen them in, oh, uh, what is it? Breweries, gyms. A bar one time. Uh, 
uh, what is it? Was it like a little like dancer studio? You can you can have wrestling pretty much anywhere if you just are creative enough. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. Yeah, it was it was definitely a solid matchup. It, it was some it was some venue in Vegas for that show. I can't remember exactly what it was. Mm. Uh, this match this match was uh pretty solid. Let's let's start over. This match was pretty solid. Let's get right into it. Uh, this this match is very Lee, Lee Moriarty centered at at the, the beginning here. It's a lot of Nick yeah. Wayne trying to get in offense, but Lee Moriarty being like, "Haha, you're just a kid. I'm more experienced, right?" Yeah, a lot of Nick Wayne goes toe to toe with Lee Moriarty Tetco wrestling. Which, if it was anyone else, I'd be like, "That is a foolish mistake," and you will probably pay for it. But he actually did a pretty good job staying toe to toe with Lee for a lot of the time. But yeah, Moriarty, you know, experience kind of trumped raw talent, unfortunately, for Wayne here. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. If I recall correctly, eventually Lee takes Nick to the mat with a waist lock and starts working his left shoulder. And he shoves Lee away from him when he tries to get near him, and this kind of just pisses off uh, Lee a bit, only for Nick to then just go full-on aggro after this. Like, he runs the ropes, hits an arm drag, converts that into a roll-up, and then into a mousetrap roll-up, and then a Hurricane Rana that takes Lee out. And then once Lee gets up, he drop toe holds him into the middle rope, bounces the ropes back into Lee's throat, which causes him to fall backwards and then stand up. But as he gets up, Nick then drops him with a cutter. That was a sweet little spot, mm-hmm. honestly. I, I've never I've never really seen anything like that before, and it was pretty dope. Yeah, it was it was literally like someone just flipped the switch and Nick just got pissed off that Lee kept looking down on him and he's just like, you know what? Fuck No enough of this, yeah. He then punt kicks Lee, goes to the st- a standing moonsault, but Lee is able to spin around in as he's like in mid flip. He spins around so now he's like uh, body to body with him, catches him, locks him in a Kimura immediately on that left arm that I mentioned earlier that Lee dropped Nick on, which was smooth as fuck. But I expect nothing less from Tiger style. Um, oh yeah. Again though, Nick gets the break here with the rope break. The ropes are his best friend in this match because he. Probably have a much more difficult time getting out of these holds without them. Anyhow, after this rope break, Nick is basically recovering in the corner, and Lee hits him with a running clothesline. He goes to Irish whip him, but, or and when Nick decides to counter it with one of his own, Lee sweeps out both his legs and then punt kicks the left injured arm again. Mm-hmm. He keeps up the pressure, drops him with a hammerlock power slam on the left arm again, uh, once more. And from here, Lee is just, yeah, he's like a surgeon in the ring. He's just dissecting Nick's arm. Worst looking spot, also best looking spot, was when he basically locked both of Nick's arms behind his back while he was on the ground and then bridged on top of them, which audibly yeah, got the crowd was, to... That was super sick and super brutal just to watch. Mm-hmm. I would. I did not envy having to take uh, Nick having to take that move. No, me neither. However, though, Lee, when Lee tries to lift Nick up by his left arm, he like he lifts him up in the air once. It's successful. But the second time, Nick actually counters it with a roll-up, and it gives him the opening he needs to recover in the corner. Mm-hmm. And as a result, when Lee goes after him, he boots him in the face, then integrates him in the side of the head. 6-1-9's Lee in the back after he falls into the corner. Like, he grabs the ropes from the corner, swings around, and then he drops Lee with a slingshot backbreaker. And as Lee sits up from this, Nick Punt kicks him in the chest and hits him with a standing moonsault that he had went for earlier in the match, this time Lee unable to counter it. 
From here, Nick goes for a cover, and when Lee kicks out, he tries to turn that into a Border City stretch, but Lee blocks it. The two get to their feet. Nick pump kicks Lee away from him so that he can go up to the second rope and hit him with a cutter. And at first, it seems like this move is successful, except, like, right before Lee connects with the mat, he uses his hands to catch himself at handstand and block it. He hops back up Which on his Which was feet. so sick, to that that block. Mm-hmm. And then I love how Nick sold this, because before he could even, like, react, like, he realized, oh, shit, he countered it. Like, mid that thought, Lee punt kicked him in the back, turned him inside out with a hammerlock Larry, and then fucking slaughtered him with a European uppercut that would make Claudio proud. Yeah. It was a nice uppercut, man. I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ, Lee went for... He came for Nick's neck, honestly. Lee Moriarty is just so good. But again, after all these strikes, Nick is able to kick out, and Lee is starting to get a bit frustrated that he can't put this young kid out who's evidently keeping up with him in the ring. Mm -hmm. So he grabs Nick's injured arm, starts kicking him across the face until Nick catches his leg and stands up. And they then basically engage in a battle of endurance when Nick keeps forming Lee in the face. Lee then just grabs his his, um, his injured arm and he hyperextends it over his shoulder. And it's basically a matter of who's going to fall first so that the other one can get the advantage. Mm-hmm. In the end, Nick wins. He gets multiple forms across Lee's face over and over again. But then as he's going to follow it up, he gets cut off with a brutal-looking high knee to the face from Lee. And just as yeah, things seem... that was that was brutal. Mm-hmm. And just as things seem bleak for Nick here, he counters a suplex from Lee with a stunner, and then from the floor, he basically uses his legs to um, head scissors Lee into the corner. Lee falls down, gets back up, and neither... And then Nick drives a running form into his face, follows it up with a bridging fisherman suplex, but Lee kicks out of it. And this time, though, he rolls out of the ring to the outside, which I think is like the first time this happened in the match, or the second time. Then Nick kind of just sees Lee out there, and there's just this long runway towards the arcade, but there's no one there. It's like the fans are all on the sides, and Lee's in the center. And Nick Wade decides, eh, fuck it. And he runs the ropes and just does a full-on flip over the ropes onto Lee. To wipes him out. He then takes a nice casual seat next to a fan uh, on an open chair before he gets up, rolls Lee back into the ring. Lee then tries to fight back by booting Nick in the face from the corner and going to the middle rope, but unfortunately for him, Nick cuts him off the gaman gear to the side of the head, which sends him crashing, and then sends him crashing to the ground with a Spanish fly from the middle rope. And then before Lee can even attempt to fight back into this match, he jumps off the second rope, hits him with a cutter, picks up the win. Yeah, that that was a the the finish came pretty pretty all of a sudden, right? Came mm-hmm. kind of out of nowhere, which was awesome. I was definitely expecting Lee to kick out of that cutter, but then once he didn't, I was like, "Oh shit, Nick Wayne actually won this one." Yeah, I thought I thought for sure this was gonna be one of those matches where Nick Wayne loses, but then like their opponents, like, "Damn, everyone, this kid put up a really good fight," and he raised they raised his hand <laughs> at the end, even though he lost, right? Mm-hmm. But. It turns out Nick Wayne just won, and that was really cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, Lee, evidently that cutter from before that Lee was in a second of his life of losing the match, apparently, because that's his finisher, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'll, yeah, that was a, it was a very surprise, it was a, uh, it was a nice surprise of win for Nick. Uh, I, this match basically hit my expectations and then went a little bit further for me, because I thought that the two of them did a great job of selling each other's offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crowd was pretty good too, which helped. And in general, like, I wanted either some crazy athleticism from Rain or some awesome technical work from Moriarty, and I got a nice hybrid between mm-hmm. 
So obviously I'm quite pleased. Um, I think I give this match a high meh. I had a good time yeah. with this match. Yeah, I think I'm with you there. It's a high meh for sure. Um, I am in the same boat because I don't think it got to that markout threshold because... I don't know. It, it 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 was solid, but I don't think there was any points that really like sent me like freaking out about this match. So I think I'm sticking with you with the high met. It was it was super solid wrestling. It was a great match, but I don't think it hit that marked out threshold for sure. Yeah. Uh, if you want to watch this match, uh, watch it for the awesome spots and wrestling ability itself, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Why don't we move on to the next one? Then we are talking about Miu. Uh, we're talking about. Cosmo Ryan versus Beast Boy from PWL, from PWL Table Fiesta. And this one is for the PWL World Championship. Yes. Zach, uh, what did we think about this one? Uh, I came into this match, uh, I, I mean, we've seen plenty of Cosmo Ryan matches. He's a, he's a great wrestler. Mm-hmm. So I was already like, all right, this match at the minimum has to be pretty good, right? Because Cosmo Ryan just has to carry Beast Boy. Why, at this point, I had no clue who he was at all. Uh, shout out to the commentary team for Pro Wrestling Legacy. Mentioned these two a tag team before, and this was an open challenge, which is why they're having this match. I was like, oh, okay, so they know each other. All right, that's that's nice to know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I gotta say, I was pretty impressed with Beast Boy. There were some spots that didn't have the best execution of them, but overall, I was quite pleased with his performance in this match, as well as Cosmo, obviously. Yeah, me, me too. I thought uh, this was a very solid matchup, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, like, right out the gate, Beast Boy takes out Cosmo with a single leg takedown. And then they oh, just yeah, separate. just went right after it. I was just like, wow. I mean, props for the hustle, man. <laughs> shit. Yeah. And Cosmo's just like, all right, well, like, shit, I guess I underestimated him a bit. You know, no, it's fine. It's fine. Like, it's like you can see, like, Cosmo's like, no, nah, it's good. It's fine. Mm-hmm. They go back to each other again. Cosmo takes him to the mat. Um, and using only his leg, he, like, locks Beast Boy quickly in a variation of, like, a calf crusher. And, uh, he's able to get out of it thanks to a rope break. And they separate once more. And Cosmo, he very quickly tries to end this match with the Voyager 1. Beast mm-hmm. Boy blocks it by grabbing him in a fireman's carry. And then he t- starts squatting Cosmo. <laughs> and I was yeah, like... Yeah, that was, that was just like, alright, Beast Boy, now you're just showing off. We get uh, it. <laughs> I was like, all right, all right, this fucking guy, all right. Like, damn, homie. (laughs) Uh, Until eventually Cosmo actually flips out of it onto his feet. He then ducks a strike from Beast Boy. Except Beast Boy, as I mentioned before, having wrestled with Cosmo, knew that he'd do this, so he's waiting for him to, like, duck down and look back at him, and he just elbows him in the back, puts him in the corner, and then Cosmo, in a struggle to fight back, he throws Cosmo into the opposite corner, but when he charges at him, uh, Beast Boy throws Cosmo onto the apron. Mm-hmm. And Cosmo tries to get some offense in here. As I said, he had to basically fight back out of getting cornered by him. He tries to knock him, get a shoulder to the gut off from the apron. But <laughs> he then, as he hits Beast Boy with this, Beast Boy fall- goes back into the ring. Cosmo tries to go jump off the, uh, I believe he tries to springboard off the middle rope. Mm-hmm. Uh, to jump into the ring to Beast Boy. And Beast Boy, he straight up cut this man in half almost with a spear. It looked yeah. great and sounded awesome. And he just planted him. Mm-hmm. But this only gets him a one count. Oh. Which I really liked because it's a good way of selling that you're champion. Like, Beast Boy is talented. He's quick. He's hungry for the win. But 
Cosmo is Orion's champion for a reason. Yeah, right? he's a champ for a reason. There's, he he beat the bastard uh, Marty Snow th- twice, I believe. Mm-hmm. Must have had more matches without me knowing. Uh, it, it takes quite a durable man to beat that, so he's he's not going to go down with just one big move. Yeah, no way. Uh, and as if Beast Boy could hear me talking right now, he decides to <laughs> then just manhandle Orion. By yeah, just... at this at this point, it's very much uh, he's got to use his power versus Orion's speed, or else he's not really going anywhere. Yeah, so he slams into the mat with a waist lock and a gut wrench suplex. Cosmo is down and out for a bit here, and then he out of nowhere stuns Beast Boy with a code breaker and then he uses that patented mule kick from the floor to his chest mm-hmm. surprisingly though for me at least uh, Beast Boy actually stops Cosmo shortly after this by he it basically just cleaves him inside out with a lariat as like Cosmo tries to run the ropes and uses speed advantage again like Mikey was mentioned before to keep up on the uh, keep him on his toes mm-hmm. uh, and after this he capitalizes again on his power advantage by uh, getting Orion up on his shoulder and then dropping him face first onto the mat with a sit out side power slam. This is followed up with the back to back suplex, but again, none of this is able to actually put Cosmo away, and Cosmo ends up back in the corner again. But Beast Boy gives him no room to breathe here. Uh, he hits him with a running splash in the corner, and then Cos- after Cosmo tries to make a comeback by throwing Beast Boy to the opposite corner, instead. He runs into a back elbow from Beast Boy, which is followed by a blockbuster, but again, it gets him a two count. He's like slowly moving up the counts on Cosmo here. Mm-hmm. And when he picks Cosmo up, the two kind of get into this cycle where Cosmo hits Beast Boy with a combination of strikes, and then Beast Boy just has one single heavy strike that just nearly knocks him over. Yeah. Like, uh, you get, like, again, it's the. Speed versus power coming back, right? Like, Orion mm-hmm. hits a lot in succession, and Beast Boy just is like, bam! Yeah. Uh, best strike by far this was when Cosmo slapped Beast Boy so hard across the face that I swear I could hear that shit from here. Yeah, just just you can hear it echo throughout the whole, like, s- southern United States. Yeah, I was just like, wow. That... <laughs> it's a thunder coming, bro. It's a clap. <laughs> what happens in Vegas does not stay in Vegas with that one. Yeah. Funnily enough, though, after that slap, Beast Boy's... <laughs> he tries to respond, like what he'd been doing before. He's like, I'm going to just hit him. I'm just going to hit him again. But Cosmos blocks it and just unloads into him with a bunch of back-to-back unblock strikes mm-hmm. that knocks him back into the corner where he then gets washed by two of three of Cosmos's signature trio of running strikes in the corner. Uh, he then winds up to hit the third. He's got his back turned to Beast Boy. And I love how during this, Cosmos like getting all like hyped up. But he doesn't see yeah, the he's getting he's getting like the crowd pumped. He's like, yeah, let's go. And while he's doing it, Beast Boy is just behind him, also doing it. Yeah, like he's like getting ready to hit it with it. And the moment he turns around, he goes to spear Cosmo again. But instead, Cosmo blocks it mm-hmm. because I guess he had like spider sense for a second there. He's like, he turns around, he's like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, he like he like holds him in place. He's like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, so instead, Beast Boy is forced to hit him with an overhead suplex. This then leads to him hitting Cosmos with a cavalcade of suplexes, which goes belly to belly, exploder suplex, and then a normal suplex, in which he deadlifted Orion off the ground and then back through the air to the mat again. Mm -hmm. But none of these get him the win. Yeah. Like, he even hits Cosmo with a running Death Valley driver, but again, like, Cosmo is just durable. Though it was, he was close after the Death Valley driver, if I recall correctly. Yes, he was very close after the Death Valley driver. So, 
when Cosmo gets up and is uh, using the ropes to stand up, Beast Boy charges at him. But this, unfortunately, will lead to his downfall because Cosmo, from here, he basically just pops off. He boots Beast Boy in the face, hits this like slick back-to-back chop combination, which knocks them both down. And then as he gets up, Cosmo basically staggers him with the, Cosmo, the cosmic kick to the side of the head. And then he finishes him off with the Voyager one, which is a spinning cutter finisher for the win. Yeah. Uh, Orion Orion finally uh, puts away uh, Beast Boy here uh, to end a great match. Yeah, I was really a fan of how in this match the crowd was really into it. And both mm-hmm. Cosmo and Beast Boy did a really good job of making Beast Boy look like a legit contender for the belt. Like for a yeah. second there. For like just the slightest second I thought... Cosmo might lose this, honestly. <laughs> Which mm-hmm. I appreciate it because, like, it's it's one thing to have a good match between a champion and a contender that you know the contender's going to lose, but it's a whole other thing if you think the contender's actually going to win for a second. Mm-hmm. That yeah, being that's, said... That's always the best part, where, you, where you, it doesn't just feel like... Uh... It doesn't just feel like nothing. It doesn't. It doesn't just feel like, oh yeah, he's definitely gonna win here. Like and be, like, it, it always feels good when it feels like the challenger is in it. Yeah, it's not a foregone conclusion. Yeah. Uh, that being said, this match didn't make me have like a mark out moment. It was a good match. It was a very. It was well executed. Well, some spots were a bit rough, but for the most part, it was a well executed match. Good selling though, and good work from each of these two. I give this match a high match. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you, how about you, Mikey? Yeah, I'm. I'm also gonna give it a high mat. It was solid. It's still like we're just. I feel like I feel like these matches are just getting so close to that markout threshold, but just aren't getting there. Yeah, but there's something missing. There's something missing. Yeah, there's some sort of factor missing here. But all in all, all together, still a great solid matchup with these two. Uh, I still really enjoyed it, and I would love to see it again. I would love to see who else, Cosmo. Orion challenges down the line, and what mm-hmm. else PWL could do with this uh, title picture? Agreed. Um, but yeah, for for now, it's just a high man, solid match. Beast Boy showed off uh, how how strong he is, and uh, Cosmo Orion showed off why he's the champion, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's round it off uh, with a let's round it off with some Joshi shit. Yeah, now that now that I'm getting the hiccups, let's finish this episode. <laughs> All right, Fuck. my hiccuping friend, sit back and let me take the driver's seat. We got Maki Ito versus Miyu Yamashita from Prestige Wrestling. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Had to get that in before the next one. This crowd's uh, energy is off the charts. Like, this, I I have seen Maki Ito in AEW several times. And I always am a little sad that she doesn't get as cheered as I would like her to be. But oh, this but the crowd, pop, the pop from this crowd was unreal. This was the epitome of what I, what many Maki Ito fans probably see whenever they see AEW's reactions. They wish they got because this crowd was fully into both these wrestlers. But for Maki, they were singing her song. They were doing like she was having. She'd have to like ask them to sing. Like it was honestly awesome watching this go, and it was just. It was like another. It was like watching an idol concert for a second. I was mm-hmm. just like, damn, that was fucking awesome. And you yeah, tell Maki this, really appreciated it too. Yeah, this is a great crowd. Uh, great, great entrances. Great wrestlers in this match, and it just led to a great match. A great time watching it. Um, why don't we get into some of the details here? Yes. So um, these two, uh, after taking the crowd's energy a bit here, lock up 
and they put up a good fight here, each one, but Miu comes out on top with a side headlock. These two also used to be a tag team, right? I believe so. They've tagged a couple times. It wouldn't surprise me because based on what I've learned about how Emi Sakura is teaching the girls in AW Dark how to do, like, tag team matches, like, a lot of Joshi girls have, like, a lot of tag matches with each other. So it wouldn't surprise me if at one point or another these two tagged with each other. Yeah. Uh, and you could kind of tell because they – you could tell they know each other because right in the beginning they kept they kept both tr- trying to get the upper hand, mm-hmm. but the other wouldn't let them. They were really fighting for control throughout that whole beginning of the match. Oh, yeah, here. especially when they're, like, running the ropes. Very and they back keep trying and forth. to like Yeah, they keep trying to, like ro- – they keep trying to roll each other up. Trying to like get the other like just dodging each other's stuff. Maki goes for her brutal falling headbutt, but Miyu quickly rolls out of the way because she knows how devastating that move can be. Uh, there's a point where Miyu snapmares Maki, but Maki counters it by using Miyu to pull herself off the ground and snapmare her instead. Mm-hmm. Then she runs the ropes and she hits the headbutt that she went for before. Throws Miyu into the corner, basks in the fans' applause. Then uh starts to just rain down strikes on her head very much uh she was very much in her element here mm-hmm. unfortunately this doesn't really last for her because uh Miu gets back into this match by basically out muscling her from a scoop slam and tossing her into the corner where she nails her with a running knee to the gut and then a snapmare that leads into a single leg drop kick to her back and then like an absolute alpha Miu just picks Maki up in a gut wrench and then just drops her onto an her knee with a gut buster which looked mm-hmm. awesome yes and, and from here maki uh, miyu keeps kicking maki while she's down in order to keep her on the ground before again picking her up in the gut wrench hitting her with that gut buster maki is really selling her stomach at this point in the match uh but she doesn't uh, keep uh let herself stay down because if you know anything about maki maki is resilient moxie will also flip you off to her face even if she knows that it'll end up with her getting knocked out she does not care she will defy you at every point mm-hmm. uh, she fires back into me with several forearms of the face but she halts this with a single leg takedown followed by her slamming maki's knee into her knee it's kind of like this how do i put this it's like this it was like um it's kind of, I don't know how to describe this. I remember when I watched her slam her knee into Maki's knee, I was like, that is a very unique way of just doing what is basically a knee buster. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a code breaker to her leg. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking, that, that was what I was, I thought that, but I was like, I don't know if that's just me misremembering it, because it just seems like such a weird thing to do, but I like it. So after mm-hmm. this code breaker to the leg, she locks a body scissor hold on Maki's waist, and slowly Maki crawls her way towards the rope. So, Miu turns it into a camel clutch. And again, the fan support really, when you, surprise, an idol does better when she has a bunch of fans that she uh, that are supporting her. Maki's able to crawl the bottom rope, get herself a rope break. Uh, Miu, though, is relentless in her offense after she breaks uh, the hold. She tries to Irish with Maki, but Maki hangs onto the ropes, and then she... Hits her with a, what I've described here as a sling blade backbreaker that forces, um... Miu is relentless here, though, as she tries to Irish with Maki, uh, but Maki uses the ropes to hang on for dear life, basically. Mm-hmm. And then she hits Miu with what I've described here as a sling blade backbreaker, which looked awesome, if I recall correctly. Yep. Which forces Miu into the corner. Maki then hits her with a running elbow to the face, follows up with an Irish up to the opposite corner, hits a, a, a bulldog out of the corner. They have a brief back and forth here where Maki hits Miyu with a tornado DDT, but Maki cannot put Miyu away. 
Miyu is too tough at this point at the moment. So Maki goes for her signature Boston Crab hold until Miyu kicks her off of her. Yeah. Following this up, Miyu tries to hit Maki with a second turnbuckle assisted Enziguri. Enziguri. Except Maki ducks out of the way because she knows how devastating this move can be. Except, unfortunately, what she doesn't anticipate is that Miyu then pump kicks her in the face that forces her back in the corner, and then she gets hit with the Enziguri anyway. <laughs> and then she gets hit with the Enziguri anyway. She tried her best. Like, she, she gave it the college try. She knew it was coming. It's not like she was just like, ah, it's just a kick. Mm-hmm. She really did not want to get hit with that. Uh, yeah. Boldly, then, Miyu tries to put Maki in a fireman's carry, but... It's una- she's unable to lock it in because Maki, as I said, is resilient to the very end. So she gets out of the hold, goes for a waist lock. Uh, the Maki then uh, reverses by hip attacking Miu in the face. Because basically, like, Maki is hanging onto the ropes. Miu tries to pull off for, ger- for a German, and Maki uses that to just bump her in the face. And then she spikes her with a DDT. But yeah. it doesn't get her the win, so she goes. That, that second DDT was brutal. Yeah, it was like one. Of, it was like the Miz one, where like she goes super high up in the air, and then just is like kind of like um, it's like one of those bird feeder things with like the bird going down in the water, like just <laughs> total spike. Yeah. Again, like I said, didn't get her the win though. So Maki goes to the top rope, but it doesn't really last long because she gets clipped in the side of the head by a roundhouse kick from Miyu that caused her to fall off the top rope. So after she gets picked up, the two then start trading forearm strikes with each other's chest. And surprisingly, Maki actually ends up getting the better end of Miyu here by nearly knocking her out with just... She just, like, hits her so many times that Miyu, like, crumples over, like... Still standing, though. And it like, just seems like she's, like, had, like, a mid-moment where she's passed out. But then, in response, when Maki uh, tries to run the ropes, Miyu gets, like, a second win and cuts her off with a kitchen sink to the knee and then a roundhouse kick to the head. But this time it actually hurts her her foot. Because if you know anything about Maki Ito, the reason why her headbutt is so devastating is because she has a thick-ass skull. Yeah. It's like Warhorse, right? Yeah, basically. Uh, if you if these two, if Warhorse and Maki Ito ever tag-teamed, they would be unstoppable in terms of headbutts. No I one agree. Beat them. So Maki goes for the headbutt, but Miyu blocks this, and then she knees her in the head. and she. But what she's unable to block after that, though, is Maki, because she just sends her head, she's full censor it. And sends her head right into Miu's face, knocks them both out with the uh, headbutt. They sold that shit like death, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they start. Brutal. They start to show signs of life for a moment. They crawl towards each other. Maki's just laughing in Miu's face, and then she goes deadpan, and then just spits right in Miu's face. And I was like, "Oh no, that." <laughs> I don't know if that was the that was the play, Maki, but okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Miu then picks her up. Kicks her in the side of the head, goes for running knee to the face, but then uh, Maki then intelligently actually counters this by using her momentum to roll her forward into the Boston Crab, which is more akin to a line tamer now that I think about it. Uh, but this Miu is stuck in this line in this Boston Crab for a long fucking time. Like she yeah. is dying in this ring, but she refuses to tap, and through all the pain and anguish, she is actually able to muscle her way to the bottom rope and get a rope break, which frustrates the hell out of Maki. So Maki goes for that that awesome DDT that Mikey never talked about before. She goes for it again. And while Miu carries it by getting Maki in a fireman's carry, Maki then counters this counter with a sleeper hold that nearly knocks Miu out cold. Uh, I love how as Maki had this sleeper hold in, 
she was just flipping Miu off in her face. Like, she's yeah. like, fuck you, fuck you, die, 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 die. Like, just go to sleep. <laughs> die, 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 die. Uh, fortunately for Miu, though, she actually is able to toss Maki over her shoulder and then nail her with a running Yeet. knee in the corner. Yes. And the Death awesome. Valley Driver. Awesome spot, but it doesn't get her the win. <laughs> so she then sets up, waits for Maki to turn around, and then she just beams her with a spin kick to the side of the head and uh, picks up the win. Yeah, this that was a uh, the the way the way Ito fell fell made me think this match wasn't quite over yet. But then the pin obviously uh, uh, reminded me that it was. Yeah, like she grabbed the side of her face, and even the commentator was like, "Oh, did her she head blocked like, it?" No, she didn't. <laughs> it's like, "Oh, she blocked it. Her head blocked it." It's like, "Oh, oh no, she might have." And then she fell. It's like, "Ah, oh, nope, never mind." Uh, nope. <laughs> potentially might have caved Maki Ito's head in to win that match. <laughs> yeah, but hey, wins a win. Uh, I was actually really happy that you picked this match, by the way. Yeah? Because her and Thunder Rosa are going to have a match later uh, later in the year. Very exciting. And her, and I was like, oh man, I can't fucking wait. But before I uh, go off on a tangent, uh, what do you think of this match, Mikey? I thought this match was uh, great. These two beat the absolute crap out of each other, and it was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. The fucking red hot crowd was like it was like the nicest surprise i've ever seen mm-hmm. i was, or like ever gotten i was like oh that's so nice like you, you get a lot you, bad crowds suck the life out of a match but good crowds make them just so good yeah they just they bring the match a whole other life to it and this match is already great what would you give mm-hmm. this match mikey uh i get i get Honestly, I think I'm giving this one the mark out. This one was super solid. I really liked ev- I really liked every moment. These two were just going back and forth all match. Uh, it was great, Joshi. The, the impact of the sh- strikes looked awesome. Uh, these two sold for each other really well, and just all together, this match was just match ruled. Hundred mm-hmm. percent uh, agree. I actually was thinking the same thing. I was like, I think I might just give this the mark out, honestly, because yeah, I really liked a lot of this match. Fucking hell, that was. We got there in the end. It was the episode was a bit, a bit tired. It's it is early in the morning for both of us, but that match. I feel like I've just gotten life like exerted back into me. Yeah, you know? yeah. Meanwhile, Mikey's dying from hiccups for like the I last. I can't stop. I don't know why, man. Last five ten minutes, like I'm just like my man's dying out here. He's just like, please stop. I just want. Every finish. time I try to talk, my hiccups are like no. Oh my god! But yeah, no, that was um. So that's Indy Alt Waters this week. Uh, honestly, I think great a, week. Yeah, great week. No bad pick, which is always uh, what we strive for here. Yeah. Um, before we forget, let's uh, let's go into the matches we got for next week. You pick oh. the majority of the matches off. You pick the majority in your hiccup. <laughs> I'm gonna try to get through it. You got it. You got it. You got this. Uh, okay. So the matches I pick for next week. Fuck. The matches I picked for next week are Daniel Garcia versus Fred Yehai from AAW Pro. And uh, I also picked Joe Lando versus Sapphire Reed versus Dan- Danny Black from UKPW, United Kingdom Pro Wrestling, in a triple threat match. Hey, you did it without hiccuping. Let's go. I hiccuped twice, actually, during that. Hey, it's fine. It didn't, the flow did not die. That's, that's and- all that mattered. 
Fair enough, Zach. What match did you bring to the table for next week? I can't top the hiccuping, but I'm bringing Ashley Vox versus Kaya McKenna from Women's Wrestling Revolution. Nice, 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 nice. I'm very, I'm very excited. I'm very excited to get into next week. Uh, these matches look pretty solid, and uh, I'm excited to see what they can bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And uh, though he doesn't know about to do this, uh, Mikey, I'll do the plugs this week since you're hiccuping and dying Thanks. of slow death. Uh, first and foremost. If you want to get in contact with us, contact us on our Twitter at CountOutPod or at Indie Waters. Uh, Indie Waters, we have two separate Twitters. Either one works; they'll get to us. Uh, if you want to, uh, what is it? Contribute to the network if you feel so. You can become a member at our website, CountOutPod.com. Uh, doesn't matter the amount you give. If you become a member, you can get some exclusive content from us, as well as we just appreciate the support. If you feel you wish to do so, if you want to support us another way, though, we've got merch merch such as our awesome indie waters t-shirt that we made as well as a variety of other merchandise for the other networks and eh, networks podcasts that we have on the show such as how to talk to your friends about wrestling your dose of death ring post radio we've got an okada shorts we've got a cavalcade of podcasts that all cover a variety of wrestling in general as well as plenty of articles that we have written on the network that cover a wide topic of things for just anything you need wrestling related uh let's see uh, join the Discord. I'll say it every time because Ryan, or as much as I can remember, because Ryan wants that thing to grow. Uh, yeah. it, it'll be on the CounterPod Twitter, I believe, in the bio or the pin tweets. One of the well, two. You, yeah, you, you can find it. Fair enough. All right. Well, with all with all that out of the way, it just leaves me with one thing left to say, and that that is to remember that there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. <laughs> This has been a Count Out Podcast. Hi guys, this is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present or future and you're probably wondering where you can go support us you can find your dose of death podcast on all major podcast platforms especially along with the count out network of podcasts and also you can support us on the count out patreon as we have exclusive content only on the patreon for all of our listeners we hope that you go listen to your dose of death podcast very soon and see you at the shows